Welcome to yet another exhilarating episode of Packaging Talks. Today, we are covering an extremely interesting topic, counterfeiting and security. In this episode, Dr. Avi Chaudhary, an international expert on anti-counterfeiting and security labels, emphasizes on what brand owners should consider in terms of deploying a technology on the packaging line. He talks about brand protection technologies that can work with the existing package without any modification and when security labels are useful and should be considered as a brand protection solution. He also addresses a critical issue about how brand owners rarely want to let the public know that their products are being targeted by counterfeiters and highlights effective ways to protect the brand without disclosing the problem to the public. So let's get listening. Over to you, Doc. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Packaging Talks, a podcast series brought to you by the Packaging 360 team. Today, we have on our show, Dr. Avi Chaudhary, who is a scientist and a business executive, and then protection, anti-counterfeiting, and uh, diversion mitigation. Uh, Dr. Chaudhary has authored several white papers and opinion articles on technology solutions to combat counterfeiting, preserve revenue, and create effective product traceability. So let's start the conversation with Dr. Chaudhary. Thank you, uh, Dr. Ramaprasad. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, Dr. Chaudhary, we all know we've heard of many terms in this in this area, but for the sake of our listeners. Would you start by explaining to you uh, some of these basic terms and why brand owners should consider in terms of deploying a technology on the packaging line? The first place to begin is, what do we call this? Do we call it a counterfeiting problem? Do we call it a brand protection requirement? And many other terms. Uh, Some people use the term spurious product. I like to refer to this area uh, and the need as being brand protection because that covers several different requirements. The first is outright counterfeiting. There are lots and lots of counterfeit products that are being targeted, especially to the major brands. And we know that, we hear about it all the time, we see the news stories, we read about it uh, on the internet and so on. But in addition to counterfeiting, brand owners are facing other problems. One is unauthorized sales. Uh, Products are being sold through outlets where they do not belong and by means that they should not be sold. One good example is um, online sales. A lot of brand owners prefer to keep their products off of e-commerce platforms. And so therefore they want to have the direct experience and so on. And they don't like seeing their products um, uh, online. You have also IP infringement, trademark infringement issues and so on. And finally, a really vexing problem that's affecting a lot of brand owners is product diversion. And this happens when a product is targeted for a particular market, but actually either a distributor or an interim agent or somebody in the supply chain diverts that product to a more lucrative or a higher paying market. So what ends up happening is the distributor in that higher paying market is getting ripped off because parallel products are coming in and diluting their market, and all the while the brand owner is reaping less financial benefits as a result. So these are the different terminologies that are in play, and together I put them under the umbrella of the requirement for brand protection. Okay, that's very interesting. Moving on in the conversation, uh, Dr. Chaudhary, are there any brand protection technologies that can work with the existing package without any modification? Could you elaborate your own experience in this area? That is 
what everybody is chasing now. And there have been immense developments in this area. I remember a time when I got into this field where the major effort to protect a brand came through package modification. So the counterfeiter would duplicate a package and then put out the falsified product in that package. And what would the brand owner do? They would modify the package. It could be a totally different design of the package, whether it's the shape of the package or the color, the artwork, what have you, of the package. And that was really to keep one step ahead of the counterfeiter. Well, that did not last very long. Those efforts would not last very long because what would happen is that the counterfeiters would simply uh, replicate uh, the new package design and, again, come out with falsified products for the new packaging. A major transition took place with the advent of digital technologies. And this started a little bit more than 10 years ago. I'm tempted to say 12, 13 years ago, where innovative digital technologies started appearing on packaging. And a lot of these did require application of something of the package. And that in turn made it difficult to deploy because it was expensive, it would be slow. Sometimes you needed regulatory approval as if it was a pharmaceutical product, for example, or, or food product uh, or what have you. Coming to the crux of your question, are there things in there, are there technologies now that require, that do not require package modification? And the answer is yes. And this is the next generation of anti-counterfeiting or brand protection technologies that have now appeared. And there are several ways that this can be done and we can talk a little bit about them, but that is the latest development. I call it the third generation of package protection or consumer protection or brand protection technology. And that is a big transition that has happened literally within the last three to five years, I would say. And there are lots of excellent players and lots of excellent technologies out there. And so therefore, it's a very, very wonderful field for brand protection right now uh, for brand owners and for consumers. Hey, great. We've heard about uh, security labels. Uh, what, in your opinion, are, uh, are these useful uh, in terms of technology and uh, whether these can be considered as brand protection solutions? So this is a very pertinent question, Dr. Ranga Prashad, and it's an extension of what you just asked. Are there technologies available now that do not require package modification? And as I just said a moment ago, yes, there are. These are the new third generation technologies that have appeared. Security labels are an interesting approach, but of course they require not modification, but application of something to a package. And that means there's a certain added cost because a label is a physical product after all. There's going to be a cost impact to that. And there will be a deployment impact. The labels do have to be applied upon a product, upon a package, uh, on the packaging line, no less, of course, which means you've got to have an applicator. You have to have some means of verifying that the label has been applied properly and, and so on. So when would you do that? I mean, why would you necessarily go take that route, adding to the expense of adding something on your packaging line to protect your brand? Well, there are certain situations where this is the best approach. I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, one is a bottled product. You can think of liquor, you can think of milk, you can think of even bottled water. And one of the, or even engine lubricants, that's a very good example as well. One of the problems with such products is the issue of refilling. 
In many emerging countries, the spent canister or the spent bottle is collected and criminal organizations and parties will then refill that package with a spurious product and sell it back into the market as an original branded product, when in fact it is a knockoff and may even sometimes be dangerous. There are even stories of refilled liquor bottles harming and even killing people. That is a scenario where a security label is literally the only choice that a brand owner has. Why? Because you have to secure the physical relationship between the bottle cap and the bottle itself. And a security label that straddles those two components of the package provide immense benefits because when that cap is taken off, whether let's say it's an engine lubricant or a water bottle or what have you, it will physically destroy the label and the label cannot be reused. That's how I have designed the programs in the past for some of the clients that I have worked for. So in that scenario, a label is really the only way to do it. And of course you have to choose the right label that has to have the right technology, the right protective technology. That label cannot be cloned. In other words, if the label itself is counterfeited, it will be caught during verification by whoever is doing the verification and so on. Another example, and I'll say this very, um, a lot of packages have flex are made of flexible material, polyester, polypropylene, and so on. Uh, potato chips are a good example. On such flexible type of packages, very difficult and sometimes even impossible to put in a proper brand protection technology. It's difficult to print on those. The print matter does not stay in place when it's done on the packaging line. And so therefore it is often easier, faster to get going by placing a security label on a package like that. And the third factor is time. It's very easy to get security labels, especially well-designed ones uh, to apply to any kind of a package. So if a brand owner is suddenly under attack and their consumers are under attack, it might be expedient simply to go with a security label approach because the solution needs to be found very quickly. And those solutions can be sourced and deployed within a matter of weeks, whereas an online package-based solution can take months, and in fact, can even take many months to deploy uh, and put in place. So these are the factors that need to be taken into account with regard to security labels, Dr. Ramakrishna. Thank you. Uh, we all know that uh, brand owners are very conscious of their uh, products and also their corporate image, and they rarely want to let the public know that their products are being targeted by counterfeiters. Are there effective ways to protect the brand without disclosing the problem to the public? Uh, yes, indeed, there are. And this has occupied a lot of my own thinking and a lot of my own work over the last three, four years, I would say. And why is that? Well, you said it right at the outset as part of your question. Brand owners really are image conscious, and they should be because they spend years and decades developing the brand equity behind their product. And for them to rush out and say, please test my product to make sure it is genuine is a negative message. And marketing departments really are extremely hesitant to do that because of the public relations, the negative public relations impact that that can have. So yet at the same time, you have to protect your consumers and you have to protect the brand. So how do you go about doing that? Over the last few years, I have been creating programs that try to bypass the need to overtly divulge the public 
that there's a brand protection hit, that, that there's a counterfeiting hit on their brands, and yet engage with consumers to get them to check the product. And that's a key thing. The more consumers, if you can make a consumer-centric technology uh, and a protective program, then you're not only protecting the consumers, you're getting a lot of people out there who are checking your product. So that is a key requirement in my mind. And and I was, you know, as you as you may have known uh, from my background, I was actually a victim of a counterfeit drug 15 years ago. So I'm very consumer centric in everything that I desire. So now, how do you go around doing that? Okay, well, let's ask a fundamental question: What is it that we like? What is it that you would like? I would like. Most consumers would like. We would like some benefit from engaging with the packet. Now, that could be something which is intellectually stimulating, perhaps, such as getting to know more about the product or the purpose for which that product is being purchased. If it's a medicine, maybe as a consumer, I would want to know, uh, get information on the underlying disease or lifestyle changes that can help me tackle that disease and take better care of myself. If it is food, there are things I may want to know about the food itself. Uh, anything from where it comes from, the calories, anything about the food, cosmetics, better skincare tips, and so on. I mean, there, there's a whole rig. The sky is a limit as to what you can do in terms of information transfer to a curious and more and more engaging consumer out there in the public domain. So that's one way to engage with consumers. Give them something that they want. They want information. The brand gives it to them by engaging with the package. The second thing is loyalty. People love loyalty. There's so many loyalty schemes. You can buy so many and then get the next one free or at a discount. If you purchase a product, then you know the package itself, by engaging in it, you can be entered into a sweepstake, either an instant win or a drawing on a periodic basis or what have you. And that kind of an approach tickles at the very core of what we like. We want something of value for ourselves. And so there can be something along those lines. And finally, a lot of consumers do like to get feedback, their own experience and so on, and that is valuable to the brand owner as well. So there are multiple approaches and depending on the product, certain approaches work better than others. Here's what I'm getting at. If there's a digital technology on a package that permits interaction and engagement with the consumer, then a consumer will herself or himself engage with that package because of the value that they get in return for that engagement along the lines that what I have just talked about. However, as part of that engagement, there's also integrated into that scenario an automatic check of the brand itself. Because if the package is not securitized, then if it's not an original package is what I mean to say, then a flag can go up and the consumer can be warned at that time. So in other words, use consumer engagement as a driver to lure consumers into engaging and interacting with the package. And at the same time, as that is happening, the brand is doing, the technology is doing a background check on the package itself to make sure it's genuine. In this scenario, the driver is engagement, the driver is consumer incentivization. The driver is loyalty. And all of those cool and neat things that consumers like to get involved with, yet in the background, in a surrogate manner, the consumer is being protected unbeknownst to them. They're not even aware that there's a brand protection check being made. And the brand owner is getting the benefit of engaging with many, many more people and 
protecting their brand equity at the same time in a surrogate manner. Chaudhary, it was uh, wonderful for you to have shared so much deep insights into this fascinating field. And uh, we really appreciate your knowledge and experience, both in the form of an engineer as well as a consumer and sharing all the experiences that you have gained in this fascinating field. Thank you so much for being on uh, Packaging Talks. It was a pleasure having you and uh, we wish you all the very best in your future endeavors. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Dr. Rana Prashad. It was a pleasure to have done this podcast. I hope it was helpful. It's a very, very large field. Uh, and the exciting part of it is new technologies are coming out literally on a weekly, monthly basis. And so therefore, brand owners have a very rich field of choices. The future is only bright in terms of brand protection. Thank you. That brings us to the end of this episode. Stay tuned on Packaging Talks for more interesting conversations on packaging. If you like what you hear, do follow Packaging 360 on LinkedIn for more interesting updates. Packaging Talks was created using Hubhopper Studio. Hubhopper is India's leading podcast creation platform. Using Hubhopper allows Packaging Talks to be heard across various platforms including Spotify, Ghana, Wink Music, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and more. To know more, visit studio.hubhopper.com. Thank you for listening.